Madison is the capital city of Wisconsin. It's nestled between two lakes. The smaller of the two, Lake Monona, was one of the first things I saw when I moved to Madison last summer. I remember driving past it as I entered the city. The lake was sparkling. People were out on the water, swimming and boating. Groups of bikers and runners darted around the perimeter of the lake. And right behind the water, you could see the Madison skyline, a handful of high-rises surrounding the massive white rotunda of the state capitol building. To be honest, I did not expect Wisconsin to look this sexy. They actually sell t-shirts that say Wisconsin, the California of the Midwest. Now, I really doubt you'll find apparel in San Francisco that says California, the Wisconsin of the West Coast. But I think these t-shirts, they do more than just show Wisconsin pride. It's kind of like a middle finger to people who think all the Midwest is is a bunch of white people and corn. And I'll admit, I'm guilty of having that same stereotypical view of the Midwest before I moved to Wisconsin. I very quickly fell head over heels for Madison. In hindsight, I'm glad I didn't let that dumb stereotype of the Midwest dissuade me from making the move. I migrated to Madison for a chance to get my foot in the door for a career in journalism. I migrated to follow opportunity. When I reflect on my decision to move to Madison, I think a lot about my parents. They left their childhood homes to follow opportunity too, but the 900 miles I traveled seems like nothing when I compare it to their journey. You're listening to Hyphen, a podcast about people living in two different worlds simultaneously. My name is Parth Shah, and this episode is an homage to immigrants, two immigrants in particular. I'm Bella Shah. And I am Parth's mom. Regular hyphen listeners are familiar with her voice, but for the first time ever on the podcast, I also have my dad. I'm Kamlesh, past fortunate dad. My parents have been married for 26 years. They've known each other for 30. You know, people talk about love at first sight, and I think that's what happened to me. Both of them grew up in Gujarat, a northwestern state of India, but they came from pretty different worlds. My dad is from this small town called Doraji, while my mom grew up in Ahmedabad, the big city. My mom was, for lack of a better term, a nerd, and my dad, on the other hand, did not take school as seriously. I used to design tents and all the stuff when I was in the school, and that was what I was doing. That's why I was not getting good grades. My dad has always been interested in the outdoors, so after he finished school, he moved to the Himalayas. With a group of other nature enthusiasts, he founded an outdoor excursion program. They'd host camps around the country for teens and young adults to learn about rock climbing, river crossing, camping, things like that. One of the camps was held in Hingolgard, just a few hours away from my mom's hometown. That was my first ever going away camping experience in my life. My then 22-year-old mother was convinced by two of her best friends to come to the camp. My dad, the camp counselor, invited the three of them to go horseback riding on their first day there. Two of them, they said, oh yeah, we love horse riding and all the stuff. And uh, Bella says, I love horses, but I don't know about the riding. And I thought, this is the girl I need to 
make my wife. How how did you know by that? Because she was so simple. Not like the other two girls wearing jeans and all the stuff and they are talking, <laughs> okay, we're going to ride and we're going to do this and that. And she says, I'm very simple. I don't want to do that. This is the fact. <laughs> Mom, do you agree this is fact? Those those two girls were my friends. So for me, wearing jeans was not a. I'm not I, talking about the jeans. What? No, no. I'm I'm telling you, but when they have they want to ride, they have to sit in front of me, and when I gallop, everybody knows. But this girl says, "No, I don't want that kind of a galloping. I'm I'm better on the ground." I say, "Yes, this is the one." My mom's version of events is a little more romantic. She actually has a written record of that camping trip. Okay, we are going into your closet, and you're going to pull out your diary. This is the first diary you ever kept, right? Yes, this is my first and the only one. I never wrote a diary. I always heard about it. But... What inspired you uh, what inspired you about um Hingelgert to keep a diary? just wanted i didn't realize that i'm i was going to marry this person it was just a great time of my life oh so as you while you're looking for it did you did you start writing oh you found it so you would do think i've lost it no. i didn't found it it was I there you're I mean, a little disorganized i'm not organized i'm oh, well let's go september 1986 This red plaid notebook is like tumbler gold. There's a flower kept pressed between a couple pages. There's photographs in there and she's a couple cards too. Most of the writing is in Gujarati, my mom's mother tongue, but her very first entry from her first day at Hingelgard was written in English. Radhika took us to dining hall and I met Kamlesh. Kamlesh by yeah, he was serious type of man at that time and he was writing accounts so he uh, just smile at us but in the evening he and nipubai's cousin took us to bimkui kamlesh bought his tejal the horse horse's Radik. name was tejal yeah so after the hingolgard camp my dad went back to his himalayan town of manali my mom went back to her home in amdavad but they kept in touch we wrote to each other What would you write about? Everything like how how I miss him and what day I did that day or what made me think about him. Did you ever argue over letters? No. That was the one thing that we never did. I don't remember. I have all the letters actually. Only one yeah. time she was mad after getting my card, a little card. And I was in front of a snow-covered mountain and I was sitting on a meadow, meadow. and having beer and i say bella i'm missing you and right now i'm drinking beer and that was only one thing in my card that's all you wrote this is this that's only thing i wrote and i say i just mailed and that made you mad yeah because i was waiting for so much to read letters were all my parents really had to stay in touch my dad lived so far away from my mom but he would visit her a couple times in the year but the journey was not easy So Manali and Ahmedabad are about a thousand miles apart, but it's not like my dad could just get on the freeway, and blast Beyonce for twelve hours until he reached Ahmedabad. If I started like five o'clock in the evening, 
the next day morning around 9 9 30 10 o'clock depends i'll be in delhi that's about 14 hours wait couple of an hours get another bus to throw on to another Udaipur. 14 hours there and from udaipur i have to get the another bus to ahmedabad i might come like midnight or next day morning so in total we're talking around 36 hours of travel and he made this trip a couple times a year yeah, and hardly I used to get a couple of hours to talk with her. So d- dating was pretty scandalous. Most people in India get an arranged marriage. And that term arranged marriage, I know it sounds really cold. It's like two people are forced to tie the knot. That's not really how it works. With arranged marriage in India, eligible bachelors and bachelorettes are matched with the help of other family members. The goal being of not just marrying two compatible people together, but two compatible families. My mom's parents expected her to keep with tradition and get an arranged marriage too. They had no idea about my dad. Wait, so tell mom, you tell me about about, about these uh, meetups. Meetups, okay, yeah, it was very nerve wracking for me because I had to meet him. I would. I wanted to meet him. I wanted to see him because he came all the way and I, it was not. But at the same time, I had this fear of my parents getting mad at me. So what would you guys do? We had a special favorite, my favorite restaurant, Vijay. And they have very good palak paneer and naan. So we used to go there, eat there. We talk, have a lassi. And then by the time uh, Bella is always uh, checking her watch, okay, 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 it's almost two hours. I I got to go, I got to go. And I said, I have only 36 hours to go back home. (laughs) These clandestine encounters lasted for about three or four years before my parents decided to come out about their relationship to their families. Kamleshi's family accepted me and they were excited for him that he found somebody that he loves. For my family, it was he was unknown to them, and his lifestyle was very different than my routine lifestyle, very protected and very in city life. I'm from Doraji, she's from Ahmedabad. They are Vaishnav, I'm Jain. And I'm from poor, poor family. Family. No, but I'm, I'm just, just let, let, let. And the second thing, she's only one girl in the family. My mom has four brothers, and her father had just passed away after she told her family about my dad. While they were hesitant at first, they came around when they met my dad and they met his family. So the marriage was on. January 28, 1990. We had all the regular uh, Indian wedding cures. After our wedding, we moved to Manali. We had a waterfall on one side. From my bedroom window, I can see the uh, Pirpanjal mountain, snow peak mountains. That was beautiful. But after only six months in Manali, they moved back to their home state of Gujarat. Then we went back to Gujarat. She was pregnant at the time. Enter my older sister, Pranjali. That's me. So I, I, 
I guess the nine months you spent cooking inside of mom was kind of hectic for our parents. Yeah, dad got an immigration visa to come to the States while mom was pregnant with moi. Do you remember any of this? Yeah, we had such good times. You missed out, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, my dad has two sisters living in the United States. One of his sisters had filled out paperwork for my dad to get an immigration visa back in the 70s. It took like 15 years for it to get processed. They says, okay, if you don't want to leave the country within uh, this last six months, you have to wait till your turn comes again because your file will be in the bottom of the pile. We decided let's just give it a chance because then we won't have a chance or regrets. What if? So dad came in October uh, of 1991. My dad's carefree mountain man lifestyle wasn't capable of supporting a family. His siblings and my mom's family said coming to the U.S. could be a fresh start It could be a chance to find a profession and make money. So my dad came, alone, to the Big Apple, where one of his sisters lived. Yeah, when I came and landed in uh, New York, it it was hard to breathe. The subways and skyscrapers were no match to the mountains and trees my dad left behind in India. He only lasted a few weeks in the city. And then I decided to go to Seattle, Washington. Of all places, why Seattle? Mount Rainier. Mount Rainier, a snow-capped mountain south of Seattle that shoots more than two miles into the sky. Kamlesh's friend from Doraji lived in Seattle for a long time. So when uh, he found out that dad is in India, America, he told him and invited him because he knew that dad would love it It is like Manali. So my dad went to Seattle, and he found a job working at a gas station. Being a gas station cashier, I used to live in the best apartment in Seattle. They have a man-made lake. It was a one-bedroom, but it was very beautiful. For about nine months, my dad's life followed a simple routine. Wake up, go to the gas station and work for 10 hours, then come home. And after nine months of living alone, saving nearly everything he earned, he brought my mom and sister to the U.S. It was my new beginning with him. So it was exciting. Seattle is where my parents experienced so much change in their lives. The English classes they took growing up were finally put to use, and they got so much more speaking practice in Seattle than they ever got in India. Seattle is also the city where my mom had little old me. So she experienced childbirth without the care of her family. When my parents reflect on their early days in America, they don't recall rampant racism or insane culture shock, and they don't talk about all the struggle they had. What they remember is feeling lonely. When you have so many siblings and a big loving family behind you, so it was, like, how can I explain it? It was good times and loneliness at the same time. That desire to be closer to family members is what pushed my parents to relocate to North Carolina. The only relatives in the country we have are on the East Coast, my dad's two sisters and their families, one in New York City and the other right outside of Raleigh. And my dad definitely wasn't interested in going back to the city. We hopped around a bit in North Carolina. We lived near the capital city, Raleigh, for a few years while my dad managed a blimpy sandwich franchise. We run the business for uh, 
a year, and then I got the opportunity in Charlotte. My parents were offered a stake in a coffee shop in uptown Charlotte. My dad jumped on the opportunity. The coffee shop was inside a bank building. That meant they could close at 5 and be closed on the weekend, just like bank hours. 2016 marks 20 years of my dad buying that coffee shop. It's still serving up espresso five days a week to busy bankers in Charlotte. That coffee shop put clothes on our back and food on the table. My sister and I saw our parents work tirelessly to keep the store running. They taught us what hard work meant. Came home tired from work, but mom always made time to make like a home-cooked meal. We always ate dinner together, watching Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. The fact that, you know, two people came to a complete different world and learned their laws and their way of life and, you know, everything of a new country and still, you know, raised two successful children, starting with nothing. And they created a life for themselves and our, us. And I think that's the definition of success of immigrants. Like the American dream? Yeah. My parents accomplished what many immigrants set out to do, to provide a fruitful life for their children. My sister and I both graduated college and got jobs. But to provide this life for us, they sacrificed so many of their dreams. Like my dad, he was a carefree mountain man. His life was so simple before he came to America. And my mom, every time I go to India to visit, I see just how popular she was. Everyone in Ahmedabad knew her. And there wasn't a point when you wanted to go back? Every single day. I can go back today if I have, I can. But now my kids, you and Didi is here. So if I go there, then it's again. Here right now I'm missing my mom. And then I'll miss you. Do you feel torn between two worlds? Always. Always. Are you okay with that? Yeah. I guess it's just... I think every single immigrant feels that way. Because you... You grew up with that and you change for better life, but at the back of your mind, you are still an Indian. What, what do you love about being an American? Every, uh, this is good. I learned that I can do anything what I want to. I have that ability. I would have never done a job. I would have never. First of all, when you were born, if I was in India, I had five people helping me. <laughs> Yet I did it all by myself. I took care of your sister and the home. All this in me, I wouldn't have found out if I was not in America. Lake Monona wasn't the only large body of water I came across on my first day in Madison. I also had to dodge massive puddles of tears that my mom left behind. She came with me when I moved up. Why did you let me move to Madison? That's the American way, right? I become an American in that way, that let go of your children and let them do their 
advance their life and i changed myself because i grew up i with you guys i grew up here i and i want you guys to be an american because you are an american right it's been almost a year and people often ask me how i was able to migrate to madison how i was able to move to a place where i knew no one to a place with an unfamiliar climate and no familiar faces to rely on with parents like mine to look up to the move didn't seem that daunting moving to madison made me realize that being the child of immigrants may be the most foundational part of my identity Thanks for listening to Hyphen. This episode has truly been a labor of love. Up until now, Hyphen has been recorded and produced in the Wisconsin Public Radio Studios in Madison. This episode was voiced and produced in my parents' walk-in closet in Charlotte, North Carolina. I left Madison. I'll be relocating to DC in September to further my career in public radio. Until then, I'm back at my childhood home helping out with the family business. Special thanks to my editor Maureen McCullum and my parents for opening their hearts and sharing this their story for this episode. Thanks to my sister Bronjali for her perspective, and last but not least, thanks to the city of Madison, Wisconsin for giving me my first real migration experience. Madison will always have a special place in my heart, and leaving that city was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Hyphen has upped its social media game so now you can follow us on Twitter at hyphen podcast and look us up on Facebook too. As always, check out browngirlmagazine.com for more stories about living on the hyphen. Stay tuned for the next episode of Hyphen. <laughs>